Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Yes, it is actually John Chuckery here with you. Hanging out here in the Kia Studios on this Friday evening with you. Going to be with you for the full four. Asking to download the Odyssey app. If you're not in the car as much, you want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, Alexa speakers, your tablet, your Palm Pilot, your Coleco, your Intellivision. Whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media, find us at 92 on the Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to follow the show, that would be through our personal Twitter pages. Hit me up at JMCH316. That, of course, your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Producing the show, I think, on the other side of the glass. I can't believe that he's actually here. It is our guy, Dylan. Dylan. Got to make sure I get his whole intro uh, in there. It takes... Longer than anything to get the show started with all of that. So, um, Listen, uh, as Jim Ross would say, we are busier than a fruit merchant uh, tonight. So a lot to, to get into. Obviously, first and foremost, let's get into Atlanta Braves as they get ready to start the quote-unquote second half of the season. Now, obviously, we're well past the middle of the uh, baseball season. We're well past the 81-game mark. Braves 56-38, and 38, two and a half games out of first place. We'll talk about their rivals here coming up, but obviously this series against the Angels, and look, this is a good stretch for the Atlanta Braves before we get to the 1st of August, August 4th more specifically, and the Braves are going to have five in Gotham against the Mets, then they'll play another series, then four at home against the Mets. So you're going to see the Mets nine times in the early through middle of August. And that nine-game stretch, to me, is going to say a lot about where this division ends up heading. Now, 
Before then, though, the schedule sets itself up nice. Tonight you start a series against the Angels. Okay, they've been bad. There's no Mike Trout. Yes, I understand. Otani's on the mound. He's fantastic. And this is a World Series matchup tonight, Otani versus Morton, right? This, if these two teams were in the World Series, this, this would be like a game two. Well, Otani would pitch game one, but this would be like a certainly a game two type of matchup for the Braves. So a lot of excitement in the air. Now, here's the Braves lineup, first off. Uh, Ronnie will lead off and play right. Dan's being the two-hole at short. Olsen hitting third and playing first. Riley will clean up at third. Darno will catch and hit fifth. Rosario out in left field tonight, hitting sixth. Ozuna in the seventh spot at DH. Cano will uh, hit eighth, and that's because of the right-hander being uh, on the mound and play second. Michael Harris in the ninth spot in center field, and Charlie Morton, as we said. So, look, this is a good stretch of the Angels are bad, got them at home. Then you go up to Philadelphia. Okay, Phillies a few games above 500. No Bryce Harper. You have a winning record against them. Chance to take care of some business. Then you get the low-life, dreadful, pond-scum Arizona Diamondbacks. They're in last place. Then you've got another two-game set against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies before you get ready for the Mets. So, again, this is a really good stretch for the Braves. And what do we always tell you about baseball? Okay, We preach this constantly here on the show. You have to look at the baseball season in chunks. In, in little types of chunks, you have to look at the baseball season in that type of vein, right? So look at this little stretch before we get hooked up with the Mets. Then that'll be fun. So it's a chance for the Braves to stay right on track and, who knows, maybe even make this thing a half-game series when they head to Gotham and take on the Mets. Now, as far as the Mets go, they're going to start. They've got five games at home. They'll play three with San Diego, two with the New York Yankees. So two of the best teams in baseball, they're, now look, they'll obviously get them at home, so whatever that is, it's, it's the fake Shea, whatever, whatever their stadium is nowadays, okay? So they'll get, they'll get all those, those two series at home, but look, it's two of the best teams in baseball. San Diego and the New York Yankees have arguably been the best team in Major League Baseball this season. So it's a chance for the Braves to make up some ground. And then again, the, the Mets will go back and play the same team. They, they play the same team every other week. They got the Marlins and the Nationals that they have to play before they take on the uh, the Braves, right? Like everybody seems to play the Marlins and the Nationals like every other week or every like tenth day you're playing the Marlins and the Nationals. But you know it's a good stretch for the Braves. Starts tonight. This will be a fun matchup. Should be a big crowd at the ballpark. Obviously Otani in town. You don't get to see him very often, if ever. Who knows? This is maybe the only shot you'll ever see Otani pitch in Truist Park, right? But it's a good matchup for the Braves. They're not a very good team. No Trout. Rendon and some of those guys have been awful for them. Otani's just a beast with, with how good he is. I mean, Randy McMichael asked me if he's the best baseball player I've ever seen. Now, the best baseball player I've ever seen is Barry Bonds. But Otani is right up there. But Rendon's been out. Trout's out, right? They, they've got a lot of guys hurt, a lot of guys out. Um, they haven't gotten a ton of contributions from some of their other guys. This is a chance to kick the crap out of a bad baseball team right now. Doesn't matter that they changed managers and all that kind of stuff. It hasn't really worked out well for Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin's 12 and 24. Okay. Hell, Madden was only two games below 500. He went that long losing streak. Nevin's 12 and 24. So you go out and you kick the crap out of the Angels this weekend. Okay. 
Then you get yourself ready to take on the Phillies, and you go kick the crap out of them as well. Uh, SEC Media Days in the books, of course. I had a great time hanging out with uh, Andy and Randy. It was a really fun week uh, out there, especially the day we got to talk to all the Georgia players, talking to Kirby Smart. Um, Look, I, I, I love that event. I know a lot of people don't particularly care for it and all this kind of, I love the event. And I think it's great when it's in Atlanta. I think it's great to have it at the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, I love, you know, even when I was done, you know, with the show, I'd head downstairs and listen to what the, co- you know, listen to the pre- coaches' press conferences and all that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. You know, I, I very much enjoy college football enough to where I love hearing what these guys have to say and talking uh, all things about it. So we're pretty loaded with the college football guests, if you will, this evening. So 740 we will talk to our friend Tony Barnhart, and uh, I think he's the best in the business. Um, I don't think there's anybody I enjoy talking college football more than with Tony Barnhart. So Tony will join us coming up at the 740. His thoughts about the SEC and beyond. Uh, we'll certainly talk some Georgia football with you here this evening as Chip Towers, who, of course, covers all things uh, college uh, football for the uh, – or I should say covers all things Georgia Bulldogs for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution – We'll talk to him coming up at 8.20 this evening as, uh, look, I said, I voted Stetson Bennett second team. You know, as, as, you know, you're down there and you're one of the media members down there, you get a chance to vote on the preseason. I voted for Stetson Bennett second team. Bryce Young first, Stetson Bennett second. And then I took, um, I took Hendon Hooker on the, uh, on the third team. So I know, I know Hooker was second team, Levis was third team, obviously Bryce Young number one out there. I put Stetson. There's, there's something to the idea that a 3,000-yard, 30-touchdown quarterback who just won the national title, there, there should be something to that, shouldn't there? Well, he's not this yet. Really? He's not all these things, huh? So beat Michigan, beat Alabama. Okay, all right. One, what, what did he win, 14, uh, what, 13-1 and one as a starter or something like that last year? Okay. Or 12-1 and one or whatever it was. I know he didn't play every game last year. Didn't start the first couple of games. Didn't start South Carolina. Didn't start Clemson, right, at the beginning of the year. But, again, okay. I put him second team. I'll be the homer. That's fine. That's fine. And look, sixth year on campus for Stetson Bennett. Whew. That's like a lifetime. He should like get a, a, a job as a as a coach there. Uh, we also get ready coming up on Sunday for Atlanta United as they are in LA to take on the Galaxy. Look, in I was looking at some numbers the other day. Uh, looking at some numbers the other day for MLS and. Really and truly, it is tough to win on the road in MLS. Now, last couple of weeks, you know, look, got hammered by Austin, beat Real Salt Lake. That's two really good teams in the West, and then got the draw against Orlando last Sunday. Okay, if you can find, look at this point, if you can find a draw out of this, because the schedule will lighten up a little bit after we get out of playing. You know, it, it was a tough stretch. The New York teams, Austin has been really good this year. Real Salt Lake has been one of the best teams this year. Orlando's been really tough. And now you got one more game against it. Pretty decent, not great, but pretty decent L.A. Galaxy squad. So if you go find a point, go find a point out in L.A. I'm not expecting a win out there. It's been really tough to win on the road throughout MLS this season. But if you can go find a point out there, just get us a point and then get ready to take on Chicago the following Saturday. And Chicago's not very good. Chicago, Chicago is not a Chicago is not a very good team. That'll come up, you know, on the thirtieth uh, at the end of the month. But take care of your business coming up on Sunday. Find a point, and then they'll head to Chicago coming up the the following Saturday. All right, now we'll get more into this coming up at nine o'clock tonight. But we got earlier word today, and look, I'll be the first person to say 
I was completely shocked. I'll be the first person to say that I never thought that this would happen in my lifetime. But Vince McMahon announced earlier today on his Twitter page, uh, of all things, quote, at 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together, hashtag WWE, hashtag thankful. And obviously somebody wrote all that for Vince because he would never say it, those kinds of things out there. Did Vince McMahon go willingly? No. <laughs> he didn't go willingly. Um, I never thought I'd see this day. I, I never thought that I would live to see a day where Vince, uh, unless Vince died, let me say it like that. I, I, I assumed that Vince McMahon would have to be dead for there to be somebody else who runs the company. And there is going to be somebody else. It's going to be Nick Khan, who, by the way, is not related to Shad or Tony Khan. Shad Khan is the old man owner of the Jaguars. His son is Tony Khan, who also is an owner. They own the soccer team, and Tony owns AEW Wrestling. Okay, they're not related to Nick Khan at all, just for clarification purposes. Nick Khan is a, is a former agent. He's a top-flight CEO. They're going to sell. And, I've, and I, I've said that for a bunch of years now. They're going to sell. Supposedly Liberty Media, Disney, there, there are people that are ready to get in line for buying WWE. I think it's going to be Disney. I've said all along, I think Disney is going to buy them. Disney's buying up all the entertainment properties, right? Disney's got Star Wars, Marvel. Um, they're obviously stuff. What else does Disney have? They also have uh, Nat Geo. Okay. Like on Disney Plus, the Nat Geo stuff. Um, I think that's about it. You know, the regular Disney Channel stuff. I think those are the three main ones. Yeah. I know I know Star Wars, Marvel, obviously all of their stuff as well. They own all of that now. Would not surprise me at all if if they buy WWE. WWE is, I mean, and a lot of people are going to like this. WWE is an entertainment company. It's not a wrestling company. Okay. They do a million other things. Yes, wrestling is the byproduct for which they were built in the background, but they are an entertainment company. They also make movies and documentaries and different things like that. So WWE in the universe that it is, um, is is not just a wrestling company, right? This isn't the old Jim Crockett promotions back in 1984, right? It, it's, it's a different, and it's not the old WWWF from the old days, right? When the old man owned it and Vince rigged his way into buying it, quote-unquote, he bought it. Sure he did. Um, go read that story someday. Um, I'm amazed, though. We'll, we'll dive deeper into this coming up at 9 o'clock, but I never, I never thought I would see this in my lifetime, that Vince McMahon would step down. And we're already working on some guests for next week. I gave Dylan a list of, of people. We're going to try to talk to a few heavy hitters coming up next week and see what we can do uh, to pull all that off. But, um, um, yeah, it's, it's – it, look – it was going to take probably something like this to actually get Vince McMahon out of there. And funny, earlier today, too, we got word that Triple H is now the EVP of Talent Relations. So he's back. He's back full-time, guns blazing, ready to go. What does it mean for the product? Nothing for a while. <laughs> it ain't going to be nothing. There's Look, people cannot like Vince all they want. There's nobody that knows enough about wrestling. Stephanie don't know enough about wrestling. Triple H is not going to get the chance to run creative or be the booker. There's no booker in WWE, okay? So it's, it's it, again, it's not a wrestling company. It's an entertainment company. Their responsibility is to the shareholders, to Fox, to Viacom, to NBC Universal, all those kinds of things. So we'll see. We'll talk more about this at 9 o'clock, and we'll talk to Tony Barnhart at 740. Chip Towers at 820. When we come back, though, Jimmy G to the Falcons, make it make sense for me. 
We'll talk about that next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports right now to the game. Odyssey.com app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at the Key Studios Friday night with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Uh, we've got word that the tarp is on the field at Truist Park. Saw some video of some folks driving through the rain in Cobb County. So um, it will be delayed tonight. So they will pass along updates as soon as they become available, according to Ray's Twitter. But we will not get started at 720. Of course, Otani on the Hill, Charlie Morton. Um, so, again, could be another late, excuse me, another late night at the ballpark. Odyssey upside catching the go at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll talk to uh, Tony Barnhart coming up here in about 20 minutes from right now. Hey, Kenny Maine is joining the Odyssey family with his new podcast, Hey Maine. Each week, Kenny's going to talk to athletes, musicians, celebrities, and just about anybody else. Download Hey Maine for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So I saw the story yesterday, and I know some folks have talked about it here, about there was a report out that said, oh, the Falcons are one of five teams that have contacted Jimmy Garoppolo about coming in. And I thought to myself, okay. Now, first off, let me make sure I I understand this because this obviously is is what I'm guessing. This came from the same blue checkmark media that told us it was down to um, Georgia and Alabama for the services of Arch Manning. Also, the same blue checkmark media 
that told us that John Collins was going to get traded on draft night, and then it was, oh no, 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 not, no, not that, no, no, he's going to get traded, but it's just, it's not main, it's not going to be on draft night now, okay? So the the blue checkmark media that that gave us all of those little factoids that frankly never even came close to being true. Oh yeah, oh, and also the same blue checkmark media that told us Deshaun Watson was signed, sealed, and delivered to the Falcons. Okay. So we got, we got Watson, we got Collins, we got Arch, we got this, we got that. So do I believe that the Falcons have reached out to Jimmy G? Not at all. <laughs> I don't. I mean, per- personally, I don't think so. Have the Falcons taken a phone call from the 49ers? Or Sure. You always listen. But again, and, and I'm going to go against what I always say. I, I'm a big believer in what Bill Parcells has always preached, that if there's ever a chance to upgrade your 53-man roster – you always upgrade. If I can improve spot number 53, I always improvement, improve it. Now, let's be realistic. Is Jimmy Garoppolo, is he a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter? Yes, he is. He's a Super Bowl quarterback. Okay? He's, he's been part of a really good organization. I'm not telling you that they win a bunch of games because of him, but he's a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. And he's had way more success than either of those two guys. So, yes, but it makes no sense from what the Falcons have done. If the Falcons were truly interested in bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, you'd have done that before the draft. Because let's be honest, you could you could have rolled the dice on a Jimmy G for a year, not signed Mariota to a multi-year deal, and possibly not even drafted a quarterback in the third round, waited a little bit later to draft a quarterback, because you could have gotten, because you would have felt like I have my starter for this year, and if he does well, we'll try to sign him long term. Because remember, y'all told me about all this money we got next year, right? Remember, and remember what your coaches said too is that they want to have money available to sign their own guys. So if you'd have traded for Garoppolo, brought him in, played him for a year, if he does well, you sign him long term. If he doesn't, you got nothing invested. You have you say hasta lasagna, don't get any on you, and let him go do whatever he wants to do from there. So it it doesn't make sense from a standpoint of the timing of all of this, to bring him in now when you're about to open training camp and you have Mariota and you have Ritter. What'd you go through all of this offseason for just to make a move now on quarterback? Especially after your coach is going out in the media and saying, you know, Desmond Ritter looks like he's light years ahead of most rookies and blah, 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 blah. And you brought in a guy that has played with and for Arthur Smith. So it makes no sense from that perspective. Financially, it makes no sense either. Can the Falcons afford another player? Yes, we've talked about the fact they have cap space. Again, I want to go out and my thing, can we go out and get ourselves another defensive tackle? I've said before, like an Adamican Sue. What about a Jason Pierre-Paul? What about some guys like that? Can we go out there and get ourselves either another tackle or end or whatever on our defensive line or find us some, you know, some guy, you know, on the offensive line, right? An Eric Flowers or somebody like that. I'm not even crazy about Flowers, but – There are a few guys out there. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense from the standpoint of both the football aspect of it and the financial aspect of it. Why invest money in quarterback when you just remember? Oh, by the way, Kyler Murray signed that deal. Dylan, did you see the the deal that Kyler Murray signed? Okay. Ask me – Ask me what narrative has been blown up and has never going to hold true again. 
Chuck, what narrative has been blown up and is never going to hold true again? Um, the narrative that you remember when you all told me that you can't build a roster with a $40 million quarterback? No. Any, any idea what 230 and a half divided by five is? It's over $40 million. Yeah, try 46.1. Yeah. Right. What did Sean get? Sean got 46. Okay. What Dak get? 40. Okay. What what Mahomes get? 40 plus. Okay. What 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 did uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers extend for? 50 plus? Oh, okay. All right. Remember when you couldn't build a roster with a $40 million quarterback? That's that's what I was told. That's why not just by the blue check mark media, but by fans and all kinds of other things as well. So, okay. All right. Just want to be sure. 46.1 million, right? Okay. Is that over 40? Okay. All right. Just want to be sure. Just want to be sure that my math is is correct because this is what I was told. This is what I was told by y'all. Anyway. So, um, it would make no financial sense to go and add a, a quarterback at this point. I, I, it just, with all due respect, stay the course, right? And, and, and Randy Mack was asking me this week, we're kind of talking off air, about what if Ritter plays well, but you have a top three pick? I'd still draft Stroud or Young. Here's the reality, okay? Desmond Ritter's book is not going to be finished and written this year. You're not going to have a complete picture, good, bad, or otherwise, on Desmond Ritter. You're not. You're not. You're not going to have a complete picture on him. And if I have a, if I end up with a top three pick, and even if Ritter plays well, which, again, you have to define well for me, you know, look, if he looks like he's a Hall of Famer in year one, right, then maybe we can have a different discussion. Then we can get into Will Anderson if I have a top three pick. But otherwise, if I have one of the top three picks and, you know, he plays all right, I'm still drafting quarterback. I'm still going to roll the dice on drafting quarterback because I'm not going to pass up what are supposed to be the elite of the elite at that position. You can't. Because with all due respect, Desmond Ritter's not going to play enough to write the final book on is he or is he not a long-term winning answer at your quarterback position? It's just not. We're not going to know in one year. That's not a matter of being unfair or anything to Desmond Ritter. It's reality. You're not going to define a guy's career by playing a handful of games in his first season. It's not going to tell you what the whole picture looks like over the long term. And if I'm trying to get my franchise back on track, you go draft you go draft what you think is your franchise quarterback, okay? Now, Ritter wins the job in training camp, looks like the second coming of Russell Wilson. Then again, maybe we can have another discussion about going to get Will Anderson with one of the top three picks. But otherwise, to me, quarterback is completely on the table if we get to that point. Now, if we're drafting seventh or eighth, quarterback probably isn't on the table as far as what you're looking at. Because I do think, and look, I, I said, I called, I saw Will Levis. Okay, I, 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 wanted, I know Chris talked to Will Levis. I want to talk to Will Levis. Will Levis looks like Bo Callahan, right? He's tall, thick, looks the profile, dressed nice, good-looking young kid. He looks like – you know who Bo Scarborough was? Oh, yeah. The, the, guy from the, the quarterback in draft day, right? Yep. Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. right? He looks like Bo Scarborough. That, that's what he looks like. That's how he comes across. I know he's got the big arm. Going to have to work on accuracy and things like that. But he looks like an – he looks like a top-flight quarterback and an NFL quarterback. In all honesty, when he stands side-by-side side to Stetson Bennett, they don't look like the same guy. They don't look like they play the same position, look like the same guy. Will Levis looks the part. He looks everything like you would expect in a first-round top-10 
quarterback. All the measurables, got the look, all this kind of stuff, right? Doesn't mean he can play quarterback. That doesn't mean doesn't mean he's going to be any good. So again, I'm not excited about Will Levis is a you know high first round pick or whatever from the Falcons. If I'm not in the Stroud or Young business, I'm going to go with you know the best defensive player, probably the best guy to sack the quarterback or block for my quarterbacks or what have you. But there are just so many things about Jimmy Garoppolo that just don't make a lot of sense to me. Not after the way that they have navigated this roster this year. I mean, why would you have moved on from Matt Ryan just to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo? What's the chances that the, are, were the Falcons ready to get themselves back into the, and Garoppolo's not going to make $40 million a year, but someone's going to pay Garoppolo some money. He ain't going to play for free next year. He's going to be, look, okay, so he doesn't get $46 million a year. You don't think he can't go get 20 something million dollars on the open market like all mid-range quarterbacks get? Does that make a whole lot of sense to jump right back into a 20 plus million dollar quarterback that you don't know if it's a long-term answer or not? It doesn't to me. It doesn't to me. I still think at the end of the day you have to draft your franchise quarterback and figure all of that out. So from a football, cap management, roster management, from all of those things, that move just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But again, I know the blue checkmark media, right? The same people who told me Watson was signed, sealed, and delivered. The same people who told me John Collins is getting traded on draft night. Then it was, well, John Collins is going to get traded. The same people who told me that it was down to uh, Georgia and Alabama for the services of Arch Manning. All those same people are now telling me about the Falcons have reached out and talked with the 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I just... I don't, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm not buying into the idea that that they have done all this. Maybe they have. Maybe we'll get proven wrong because, you know, the blue checkmark media, every so often if they throw enough darts at the wall, something is bound to stick out of all of it. I don't think the talks are going to really go anywhere. And I think the Falcons, if you're smart, you just stay the course, right? It's not the most ideal quarterback situation in the league right now to have Marcus Mariota and a Desmond Ritter and let them go but at least let's play out this process, okay? I'm willing I'm willing to play out this process rather than do something that feels like more of a panic move because that's what bringing in Garoppolo feels like to me. It feels like a panic move. And, look, that to me makes more sense for the Browns or somebody like that who they don't know what Watson's punishment is going to be. Maybe he gets a long punishment and they need a quarterback. You know, it, it doesn't make as much sense to me. There are other franchises that – I think you could look at Jimmy Garoppolo coming in and helping out and maybe pushing them over the top to be a playoff team or this, that, and the other. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that can completely transform your franchise, and I give him a lot of credit. I think he's better than people give him credit for. The guy has been to a Super Bowl. You know, you can't just, again, I'll, I'll always say this, you can't just dumb your way to getting to the Super Bowl. You can't just dumb your way through. So it doesn't make sense to me for the Falcons. We'll see what happens out there. Training camp opens up next week, and we'll see what the quarterback battle looks like. All right, when we get back, we will uh, talk to Tony Barnhart, uh, get his thoughts about SEC Media Days and beyond. Chuck, we're hanging out at the Key Studios Friday night with you. Sports right now for the game, odyssey.com app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. To more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show live on this Friday evening after a fun week down at SEC Media Days. I wish it was in Atlanta every uh, single year, but uh, who knows? It will be back uh, sooner rather than later. Lots of news and notes uh, to get out uh, from the meetings uh, over the course of this week. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. He is the best in the business. You see him on SEC Network. Tony Barnhart is joining us. Of course, follow him on Twitter at Mr. CFB. And, you know, Tony, it's kind of funny. For all of the off-season drama that we had, really the SEC media days were just kind of ho-hum. Nobody really said anything crazy. Nobody got any papers served to them. I mean, everything was kind of kind of status quo in a lot of ways. Well, it, it, it was, and I think part of that, John, is the fact that we've got drama going on everywhere around us. Uh, you know, we've got we've got the transfer portal, we got NIL, we've got conference expansion. Uh, all those all those things are sort of up in the air, and, and those are the uncertain things. So everybody's, you know, happy to talk about football, which we actually had a chance to do. You know, I uh, Randy McMichael and I were talking about this off air the other day, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Georgia and Alabama at the top of the SEC. Do you think the gap has closed or widened as far as all of the other programs in comparison to those two? I think it's closed. The gap is still there. There's no there's no getting around that. From a talent standpoint, they Alabama and Georgia are a different level. But if you took if you take Alabama and Georgia and put them off to the side and maybe take Vanderbilt and put them off to the side, thirteen teams you have left. I, I think the balance in this conference is going to be better than it's been in a long time. I, I'm telling you, three through 13, anybody can beat anybody uh, the, on a given day, which is why the, 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 the who finishes second in the, in the SEC East and West is going to be a fascinating run. You know, Tony, I had a chance to talk to Brian Harson uh, at SEC Media Days and just, you know, watching. I got to watch Shane Beamer, watch Stoops. You know, I, look – understand Kirby and Nick are, you know, even as coaches looked at it a whole different level. 
But, boy, you look at the depth of coaching. I really like where the SEC is with Stoops and Heupel and Beamer and even Harson. I think Harson's a hell of a coach and, you know, take his some of his personal things aside. Jimbo, obviously, but it, you know, Brian Kelly. I mean, in most years, Brian Kelly would be the top story in a conference, but, you know, he's fifth, you know, in storylines this year. It really does seem like the SEC, from a coaching perspective, is in really good hands throughout the entirety of the of the conference. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the roster goes incredibly deep of guys who have won. Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer of course, is a is just is a new head coach, but you have to be impressed with what he did uh, in his first year. You know, we didn't know how how Josh Heupel was going to fit at Tennessee. Now we do know fits pretty well. Thank you very much. Uh, Lane Kiffin wins 10 games uh, at Ole Miss. Mike Leach is a guy who's proven his third year is usually pretty good. He's got 17 starters uh, coming back. So, yeah, the, the, the depth that ever Sam Pittman, how, you can, how can you overlook what yeah. Sam Pittman has done at Arkansas? He's got those people. They are incredibly excited. So, yeah, but this, this league is very deep and really, really good coaches. Tony Barnhart joining us here in the WadeFord.com hotline. Take a look back at SEC Media Days. Talking with Greg Sankey, you know, I asked him about the idea of is there a perfect number for the SEC or conferences as a whole? And he said, well, you know, we're going to kind of watch. There is no perfect number. We're at 16. We're going to watch what goes on. Forgetting who or what may happen, do you think that 16 is where the SEC is going to stay let's say even over the next five years, or are they going to look to purge somebody and continue to grow this thing and truthfully make a real true super conference out of it? Yeah, I don't think you add teams for the sake of adding teams. You add teams because as you look in the marketplace, you need a larger market share. I told some a bunch of people uh, this during the course of this week. This is not about teams. This is about math. It's all about math. At 16 teams is, is an optimal number because you can play a schedule at 16 where if you stay at a place four years, you'll get to play every single team home and away during the course of your four years. I think, that, I think that's really important. Here's the other thing. You don't add teams if those teams don't bring you value. If, if the SEC's goal is to – give eventually get to a hundred million dollars a year for each of its members. If you bring in two teams, you can't just bring in two teams. You have to bring in two teams that give you at least 200 million more dollars in terms of value, because nobody's going to take less money this year than they took last year, just for the sake of adding teams. So I, I think the SEC is in a great position right now. Now, if you tell me that Notre Dame's going to the Big Ten, then we need to have another conversation. But for now, I think the SEC, I think 16 is perfect, and you monitor where you are in the landscape, and right now the SEC is in pretty good position. And to that point, Tony, Sankey also talked about the idea of, you know, and it was a little bit of a shot at the Big Ten about being regional, that we're comfortable about we have our yep. footprint and all the states touch each other and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't feel like either that the SEC – has to look to L.A. Or, or some marketplace. Look, Charlotte, Miami, there's plenty of places that if they decide to go, they can still stay very much a regional conference, right? Right. Well, he used the word contiguous. It was in contiguous states. I think that's 
I think that's important to him and important to the, the presidents of the SEC. And again, right now, you know, people say, does the SEC need to make a move? They made their move last year. <laughs> their move was last year when Texas and OU decided that they wanted to come. So, I, I mean, you, you, you've got a conference that's won 12 out of the last 16 national championships in football. And to that, you are adding two of the most storied programs and successful programs in the history of college football. So I, I would say, the, you know, when, when somebody asks me about being a Super League, he says, hey, we're a Super League now. And he's right. The SEC is a Super League now. Tony Barnhart joining us here in the WadeFord.com hotline. You know, and, and you mentioned Notre Dame. I, I guess I just, I don't know, may, maybe as an old stubborn guy, Tony, I just have a difficult time wrapping my arms around the idea that Notre Dame's football is going to go to a conference. And I guess what was the statement the other day? If they could get $75 million on the open market, you know, that would keep them away. But I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, do you think it's realistic that they football-wise will be in a conference? Or do we just keep believing this pipe dream that something's going to happen? Well, here's here's the thing. They they're obviously leaning on NBC. Uh, basically, they're telling NBC, "You guys need to step up your game to allow us to remain as an independent. You've got to deal with us, uh, and you get you get the uh, you get six or seven home games on NBC a year." But you know, here's the thing: Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame, this is a very incredible important moment in time because Notre Dame has more leverage right now. They've always had good leverage, but they've got more leverage now than they've ever had. And uh, Jackson Warbrick is a very smart man. So what he's got to, he's got to do, he's going to do one of two things. He is going to play this leverage into figuring out a way to get to 75 million and therefore they can remain an independent or the Big Ten's going to put $100 million on the table and they won't be able to turn it down. One of those two things is going to happen. As we're this close to, you know, actual football on the field and getting ready to be played, you think all of the realignment and the shuffling, reshuffling of deck chairs and stuff um, you know, on the Titanic, as we like to say, you think all of that is done for now? I mean, do you, do you think that we're in kind of a calm period and, you know, it's going to be more focused about football than some of these other off-field things? Well, here's here's the thing. In terms of expansion, we talk, we just talked about Notre Dame. That's a factor. But keep keep your eye on the Big Twelve. I mean, the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve were starting to have negotiations. Maybe they could work out a collaborative relationship to to increase their revenues from football. That obviously did not work out. So, what do you do if you're the Big Twelve? You've got a brand new commissioner who really has spent some, has never spent any time in college athletics, but has worked for other uh, organizations, does he turn aggressive? Do they decide they need to go pluck four teams away from the Pac-12 so that they feel pretty good about their future? And maybe they can even jump ahead of the ACC into that third spot. So I don't I don't think it's over yet. Uh, I still think the Big 12 has got to figure out what they want to do. And so does the Pac-12 for that matter. Tony Barnhart joining us on the waitfor.com hotline. I know what I'm about to ask you is very hypothetical, but was thinking about this during the week. Greg Sankey has proven to be such a leader. And and I'll I'll always go back to during the pandemic, that interview on Good Morning America, and he was just this calming force in the middle of this hurricane that he just came out and said what needed to be said and, and, and has always led the SEC in such a good direction. And it got me to thinking just about the idea of 
I do think at some point we're going to get a new governing body of college football, that it's not going to be the NCAA. It's going to be something else that fits more of where the model of collegiate athletics is today. Is Greg Sankey the kind of guy that you could see being something bigger than just even SEC commissioner running a new organization? I don't think ever running the NCAA because they're they're not going to be, I don't think, part of the future of football. But he just comes across as such a leader, and he's just such a great figure for the SEC conference right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, if you had to pick a commissioner of college football, see, I still think college football should have its own entity uh, and because it's such a unique sport. It plays such a significant role in the overall financial health of college athletics. And, if, if, and so I think, I think the, there needs to be a commissioner of college football, and Greg Sankey would be perfect for that. He would, he would also be perfect for whatever organization replaces the NCAA to um, to govern college athletics, he is one of the most well-read, thoughtful people I have ever met, and his skill set his skill set would uh, translate really easily into something like that. I know the SEC would hate to lose him, but he's been very involved in in the reconfiguration of the NCAA. He sits on all those committees, so if they're looking around for a uh, a president or whatever you're going to call it, uh, he would be an excellent candidate. Last thing, Tony, just a minute left. Um, I guess I'll be the homer here because I did vote Stetson Bennett second team All-SEC. I think that there is something to being the returning quarterback on a national championship team. And, again, a guy who threw for 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns last year. I'm not surprised Hooker and Levis were the other two quarterbacks taken for the second and third team. But is there sort of what Kirby talked about, a bit of a disrespect about Stetson Bennett throughout even not just nationally but specifically even in the Southeast Conference itself well I don't know if there's any question about it I'll tell you two quick stories one is I'm, I'm at the Georgia Florida game uh, I'm outside tailgating with some friends before I go into work uh, and a guy a Georgia fan walked up to me had no idea who the guy was he said Tony you know darn well that we can't win a national championship with Stetson Bennett as our quarterback. I said, I don't know that at all. I said, the guy, the guy absolutely makes every throws. The players love him. They know him as a leader. So I said, I don't see that at all. Well, what did he do? He went on to lead Georgia to the national championship. Then in June, I am speaking to a group of uh, graduates from the Terry college of business, a uh, young alumni from there. And, uh, get, I do my little speech, and it was either the second or the third question in the Q&A, and the guy, and the guy says, well, if, even if Stetson Bennett stays healthy all year long, do you think he'll play the whole season at quarterback for Georgia? And I said, you guys have got to be kidding me. Uh, no, I, I don't know what more Stetson Bennett has to do other than win 14 or 15 games last season in a national well, championship would be the MVP in both the national semifinals and the national championship game. And, oh, by the way, he's in his sixth year for, for crying out loud. So, yeah, I, I don't know what – I think it has something to do with recruiting. If you weren't a four-star or a five-star, you can't possibly be good. Uh, you're, you're fooling everybody. And I think that's, that is part of it. But Stetson Bennett knows how to play football. He knows how to make decisions. And he throws the ball to the right guy at the right time. And so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big admirer of Stetson Bennett. 
On Twitter, at Mr. CFB, he's the best in the business. Nobody I'd rather talk college football with than Tony Barnhart, and he joined us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. As always, Tony, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes here in Atlanta this evening. Okay, always good to be with you. John Chuckery will be back. Sports Radio, not the game, and the Odyssey.com app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.